We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. Welcome to episode 7 of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. With me this week, I am joined by Steven, a.k.a. Steplaff, a.k.a. Admin on the forums. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Yo. Yo. There you go. You know, I, I build up your intro, and you just leave me hanging. Yeah, I mean, every single it's worked like that twice, hasn't it? It has, so... but that's the power of editing. So when I edit it, it'll sound like you said it immediately after I introduced you. Sweet. Make it like, make me sound really loud and obnoxious. That's uh, not hard to do. Okay. And we also have Sarah with us. Say hi. Hello Sarah. there. Hi. How are you doing? Two girls. It's kind of scary. We have two girls. Um, so Sarah, you are a lurker on the forums, right? Yes. Um, actually, Stephen pointed out my icon avatar is actually a lurker from the Dead Space series, so it's pretty <laughs> appropriate. I I know I I read everything. I just don't say much. It's okay, you're like me. So not only are you a fan of zombies and we're alive, you're also a video game girl. Oh yeah, definitely. I've been And I hate I, was... I hate that classification, but I just did it to be annoying. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm uh, yeah, we're both used to it by now. We just kinda have to accept <laughs> it and move on. We will. Um Greg Miller cannot join us this week because he's off doing video game stuff. But that's okay because Steven and Sarah are just as amazing. Amen. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> I'll try my best. So, Sarah, how long have you been listening to We're Alive? Um, actually, I can thank Stephen for getting me into it. He's been bugging me to to listen for months now, and I recently caught up. Um, actually, I think on the end of chapter eighteen, I finally caught up. So I've only just caught up recently, but I went on like this binge where I just sat down for like three days in a row and just listened and I did it all at once and now I have to wait for the episodes and it's terrible I hate it I'm in such pain <laughs> that's what's so good about the forums though like it makes the waiting go by so much faster so who's your favorite character Sarah oh man it's gone back and forth a lot but just mm-hmm. uh because of the recent chapters I'm gonna have to go uh with Michael again just the shovel maneuver I kind of fell in love with Michael all over yes. again I mean he was kind of an asshole there for a while, but now he's kind of redeemed himself in my eyes, and I'm I'm a Michael fan again. If you could spend, let's say, an hour <laughs> in a room with any of the characters, who would it be? Would it be Michael? Um, no, probably not. I think that would be awkward. I wouldn't really know what to say to him. I'm gonna do the generic. Nice arm. Huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you did a good job. Uh. Uh, protecting people good, good job yeah good, yeah good job can we hug no <laughs> um no i'd probably i'd probably go with saul just because in the hopes that he would bring lady along because i would just play with the puppy for like an hour and oh that's good it would take him a little bit more than an hour to repopulate so i oh, think yeah. you're safe with you an to, hour you have to watch out for saul he wants to repopulate yeah careful with that kid i don't know what i can take care are. of myself i'd be okay all right, oh, there we go. <laughs> nice. Dang, yes. look at that. I like her already. Okay, so um, I guess we'll just start diving into 19.2, and if I miss any details, you guys just tell me to shut up and tell me what I'm missing. Cool? Oh, believe me, I will. You, yeah, I know. I'm not worried about you. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, so the episode opens up with our very own Greg Miller. Yes, Pete. Pete. That was such a nice surprise. <laughs> uh, actually, for a second there, like, you know, I kind of started it up and I was putting my headphones in or whatever 
And I'm like, oh, wait, did I start the right podcast? Like, I seriously was like, wait, what podcast is this? And is I was this like, Beyond? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's funny. It is. Yeah, so um, Michael is talking with Pete, and they made some sort of deal. We're not quite sure what that is, but um, Michael wanted some information on Victor. And when Michael's walking away, Pete says, remember our deal, won't you, when you're next in command? So Michael's throwing his weight around already. He knows how to work the system. Yeah, it's, it's what he surprising. Does. Michael heads to the Broken Arrow, and it's the hangout place for all the off-duty guard scavengers and recon teams. It was once a bank, but now it has a bar, pool table, darts, and a plywood stage. It's perfect. So Michael immediately notices the bar is divided up. You have the scavengers, who are the best dressed, and they're wearing elegant rings and jewelry. You have the guardians, who are the clean-shaven, but they're in dark, tattered clothing. They have rifles slung over their arms. And then you have the recon teams, which to me sound like the creepers. Holy crap. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, this is how they were described. As quiet, they are separated from the group. They have dirty, long, matted beers. They're scarred. They have suntan lines. They have tally marks tattooed. One guy even has tally marks tattooed on the side of his neck with a number of kills. Now, and this one right here. fingers and yes. toes hung around their neck. Ew. Like... <laughs> Where's the decency now? <laughs> so I can totally picture that though. Like these old, like skinny, like <laughs> guys with these big, crazy, matted beards and like freaking bones. I don't know. Sounds like something you find in the backwoods. Before the zombie outbreak, you would not see anybody with human fingers on a necklace. <laughs> like this guy was like, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the zombie apocalypse so I can wear human <laughs> fingers on my necklace. Like, oh. So weird. I don't know, Steven. You don't know my family. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Up north, we're pretty weird. <laughs> Is that how, like, your dad or brother or whatever, like, meets your boyfriends? They, like, come up to the door and they have, like, human bones around their neck? It's like... Yeah, and then my dad asks them, uh, hey, do you want to help me clean my weapons? And he's like, <laughs> you know, they think it's guns, but my dad has, you know, like, a, a basement full of torture devices and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> it's a great time, yeah. That's why I'm that single. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That is so cool. I don't know what dad doesn't do that, though. Oh, but, um, gosh, it's scary. Okay, so there's that creepy scene. Um, So Michael finds Victor, and he immediately sits down, and he's like, hey, you tried to warn us, didn't you? And Victor just pretty much told him to shut up. I love that Michael impression, by the way. That was Did you nice. like that? Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Jim Gleason is going to be out of the job here pretty soon <laughs> yes. if I keep this up. I know. For sure. Uh, Victor, Victor is telling Michael, you know, just you're here, make the most of it. And we learned a little bit more about the colony and how it operates. So according to Victor, if Tanya hadn't agreed to take Michael in, Victor says they would have been shot on their way out. Pretty scary. I know. And then Victor said he would have been forced to lead him there. Michael gets pissed off that Victor would even do that, and he causes a minor ruckus. Ruckus. <laughs> is that in your? Is that on your notes? Did you actually write down ruckus? I did write down ruckus. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. I did. The barkeep approaches Michael, and we find out that laborers or commoners aren't allowed inside the bar. Now, um, does this feel like high school to you? Like they got it clicks? Feels like some- it feels like <laughs> yeah. a messed up caste system. Yeah. Like it's this mm. weird classification, and I don't like it at all. It's yeah, really it, bothersome. It speaks a lot about the colony and how it operates. Yes. Uh, Victor name drops to keep Michael in, says he might replace Sean, and then he's Michael's rewarded with apparently this amazing alcohol. What do you guys think it is? What do you? A Floridora. A Floridora. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> you went there. Uh, I was thinking maybe some Crystal Skull vodka. Oh really? Maybe. I was thinking some Jack Daniels. That's what oh. I was thinking. I was thinking bourbon. Oh, okay. All right. Look at us. We're a bunch of alcohol. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Victor mentions that Gatekeeper is pissed off at Michael because Gatekeeper wanted the number two spot. Yes. But now Michael's in the run. 
And Victor tells Michael that how Sean died. Apparently, he was out working on some water detail. I'm not sure what. I I couldn't catch the second word of what Victor said. He said working on water something. Yeah, it was yeah dealing with water and like plumbing or did he say sewage system or something? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were well. There was twelve of them and they were attacked. Two came back, didn't survive, and it was the indoor plumbing project. Yeah, that, okay, that Victor good. said. Okay. Yep, it's set back months now. Oh, let's see. And Michael's like, hey, Victor, yo, I want to escape. And then Gatekeeper, <laughs> yeah, you like that? Yeah, I told yeah, that you Jim good. Gleason is worried. Yeah, Jim Gleason is shaking in his boots right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gatekeeper walks in, who kind of sounded like Skittles in my opinion. Yeah, he stuttered. And I'm like, okay, I was I was making sure that was Gatekeeper. Michael's Michael making fun of him stuttering though was probably oh my, my favorite God. part of the that entire episode. It was so funny. I laughed out loud. I know. This kid has I some balls. I'm sorry. It, so it, it was cool to see Michael do that, you know, because you don't ever really get to see, like, that sarcastic asshole-ish. I mean, you see the asshole but not, like, the sarcastic side of him. It's Michael. Like it's the Michael, like, I've been wanting to see again. Exactly. Like, he's in his element. He does what he loves. So it seems like it's old Michael again. Good old Michael. Why don't you just go back to your little box, okay? We're having a grown-up conversation here. What? what, what? Excuse me? Go, 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 go on. You've got some balls. Maybe that's why he likes you so much. Don't see what else could qualify you. You've only been here, what, a week at best? Yeah, he and I served in the same unit. He knows what I can do. Oh, really? This is some military machismo nepotism, is it? Yeah, something like that. Well, thanks at least for confirming it. The gatekeeper leaves. And then... Victor kind of starts talking about how a gatekeeper is crazy in the head, and Michael's like, well, you know, I know his type. Their bark is worse than their bite. And then I don't know at this point if Victor's a little drunk or not. I know Michael's feeding him alcohol. I mean, it doesn't sound too drunk. Uh, they could have... No. I think they want him to be drunk, but it didn't sound mm-hmm. drunk. Maybe he's relaxed. We'll just call him relaxed. Yeah. I think it would take a lot more to get, like, some tough, like, Mex- like Latino guy wasted. Like, probably had, like, three sips by this point, and- yeah, and the fact that this whole conversation took place in the matter of, like, maybe a minute okay. or a minute and yeah. a half. Yeah. Victor says, really, no, this guy really is crazy. And then he brings up the example of when Michael, Pegs, and Kelly first came in, and then Gatekeeper was like, there's only four of them, right? Because you remembered what happened last time, referring to some other example we didn't know about. Well, now Victor said that what had happened was that a recon team had brought in a family, three boys and their father. The father was a little overdressed, so they checked him, and it turns out he had his daughter on his back. And she was scratched up a little. They didn't know if it was bite marks, so they turned them away. But on their way out, they shot the family and the recon team. So messed up. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And when you said a little bit overdressed, I was thinking maybe um Paul from the tower back in uh, Chapter 12, a.k.a. you-know-who. Oh. I was thinking of that at first, and... um. Maybe the little kid was... Oh, man. But then they said they shot him on the when they turned around. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe not. That would have been some shit. May- I don't know. I think they would have probably mentioned, like, tattooed guy or something like that. Yeah, that's true. But I just yeah, know that... Yeah, and isn't he, like, seven feet tall or something ridiculous? He's, yeah, like a big giant. Yeah, he's... Paul Bunyan turned zombie. Let's see. Um, Victor also says that while Sean was alive, he had made some headways. There was fewer beatings, and he believes Michael can kind of pick off pick up where Sean left off. Victor wants to know, why don't your friends just come to the colony? And Michael says, well, they don't know where this place is. Ah. And then, ah, Victor gets a little (laughs) light bulb above his head and says, well, I know someone that owes me a favor. So he leads Michael to the power and communication building. 
and it turns out the person that owes him a favor is a nice sounding gentleman by the name of Glenn. I love his cute voice. Cute old man. He's so cute. I know. Oh. I hope nothing bad happens to him. I have a soft spot for old men. And old, you know, old people, oh, not old oh. men. That, that okay. sounds so weird. <laughs> I'm learning more about you every day, Brett. Jeez. Old people. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a book. No, just older people in general, not just old men. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um... Michael makes a few calls to the tower on a CB that has a 30 to 40 mile range, but there's no response. It's pointed and amplified. And exactly. So Michael and Victor leave, and Michael's kind of asking Victor, you know, so are there any other exits? And we find out that there is another exit that was used for trucks coming and going, but apparently it's blocked off now, or it's heavily guarded. I'm assuming one or the other. Shovelface then runs up to them. I love it. I love that name. <laughs> I love it name. Shovelface. Shovelface. I love that name too. <laughs> And he tells Marcus, I mean, he tells Victor and Michael that Marcus overheard their little transmission. And he goes, oops. God, I can't stand Shovelface. I can't stand his voice. He sounds like a little whiny kid. He's going like, to die first. I hope so. <laughs> I hope he gets torn apart. I hope he gets uh. another shovel to the face before he dies, too. Yes. Yeah, please. that'd be amazing. You know who, who he reminds me of? Have you guys seen, Um, I think it's Dawn of the Dead, the remake? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he reminds me of, the you know, the little security clan? There's three of them. There's, I can't remember their names now, but he reminds me of the guy that gets bitten and turned into a zombie in the fountain. Yeah, that little smarmy guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah! That's, for it's, some it's... reason, that's who I think. Sarah knows what's up. She knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. You don't know. So no, don't. I get them all confused. They're all of the dead, <laughs> so they get <laughs> all confusing. Uh, so Shovelface says that Marcus wants to see both Victor and Michael. So they're in trouble. They're going to the principal's office. <laughs> so they're led, they're led to this apartment complex, and it sounds like the people in charge and the quote-unquote important people all live in the same apartment complex. So that might be notable for the future. Who knows? So Victor is told to stay outside. Michael walks into Marcus's lair, and Marcus is surrounded by guard dogs, which you know kind of speaks a lot, I think, for Marcus's character. Right. Yeah. And... What we find out, which is very interesting, is that the dogs can't turn. No. Let's talk on this a little bit. Like, do you think all animals are just dogs? But this is saved for the theory section, Stephen. Yes, okay. <laughs> now you just sit back in your seat and... No, I'm just kidding. No, we will. We'll talk about it more. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> so Marcus is pissed that Michael possibly gave away the colony's position, which all he said was, we're south. He didn't say where or anything like that. And would you want to think Marcus wants to help people? Like, he wants no, to get more he's people? he's a selfish asshole. But you should want to help. He's, like, control. He's power-hungry, and he's a douchebag. He, why would he want to help people? He has everything in control. He probably has, like, I don't know. I'm just waiting for there to be some sort of, like, prostitution plot line where, like, <laughs> like Marcus has, like, women coming into his apartment and stuff. Like, I don't know. He has everything he wants. Why would he want to screw that up? Put the moves on Kelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put the mo- yeah, that's Kelly's laundry service. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really what that's why it's always at night. Oh, yeah, exactly. Nice. Hmm. I don't know. You might be onto something. <laughs> um, so my, uh, Marcus tells Michael, hey, you know, you're no longer up for this second command position. Uh, that Michael and Victor will both now be punished. Michael then defends Victor and clears Victor's name. And then, which is so cool, Michael finally calls Marcus out regarding his service in the military. Yes. Which I was waiting for that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was good. Um, Marcus kind of admits what I thought all along was that he just took advantage of the situation. Everyone thought they were qualified, but when he said he served, people looked up to him as a leader. Mm-hmm. So he just took advantage. Um, now, Britt, did you notice um, music started playing in the background? It sounded like kind of soft music, you know, 
realization kind of music. It was really sad. Yeah, very mm -hmm. sad. I know Casey mm -hmm. says he likes to use music to set a mood a lot. Is he saying that maybe right. Marcus has had a change of heart now? It's something to throw out there. I, I, it is. I see Marcus as like a very like pathetic person. Yes. Like yeah. I, he doesn't. He has this power. He's arrogant. And he doesn't know. I don't. I don't think he. I don't know. I don't know. I think he knows what he's gotten himself into. But I think he's so arrogant and stupid that he doesn't realize like how serious it is. And so he's like, oh, what was me? You know, I never served in the military. I did what I had to do. Blah blah blah. And here's this music. Feel bad for me, kind of thing. Uh -huh. It sounds a lot Who different knows? than when we when we first met him. Right. Um, so Michael asks him, hey, what if these people knew the truth? You know, would they look differently towards you? Marcus says, no, it doesn't matter. And then Michael kind of asks him again. And then Marcus just replies with, you know, I've had people killed for less. Ooh. Ooh. So then Marcus real? has Victor. <laughs> yeah, it shit did. And then Marcus has Victor um, escort Michael to the holding cells. And he says, hey, Victor, if Michael tries anything, shoot him. So when Michael and Victor walk into the holding cells, Michael tells Victor that he'll take him with them when they all escape. Michael says, you know, things could be different around here. And Victor said, no, they can't. And then Michael says, then things will never change. Does Victor have a gun? Have a gun right now? I believe he does. Ooh. And then it cuts to Pegs. Pegs um, needs to go to the tool shed to receive her purse, because that's apparently where you put your purses when you work for the colony. And you yeah. totally need a purse now. Yeah, why would you even need a purse? <laughs> I know. So what does she carry in there? The tampons. You got to get whole tampons. Oh, right? that's true. Yeah. She used to go behind the tool shed to take care of business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so while do. she's in there, she overhears people talking about Michael, and the episode ends when they walk into, into the tool shed to talk in private. Good episode. It was an awesome episode. A lot of stuff is going on. Did it seem episode. really short for you to be like 25 minutes? Yes, extremely. If it went by really fast. So, um, let's see. What, what can we talk about first? So why don't you think Marcus killed Michael from the get-go? He needs him. For what? He doesn't know what he's doing exactly, right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I think I have a few theories on this. So I think Michael still, like you said, still might be of good use to Marcus. Maybe Marcus will won't promote him to second command, but maybe he'll he'll have another position for him. Or maybe he wants to run tests on Michael. Maybe not. Uh. Greg and I were tossed around that theory um, in a few episodes ago that in the doctor's office in Tanya's you know little lair place that lair. when they first walked lair. in yeah lair that they noticed it smelled like death in there okay. and greg's like "Ooh, maybe they're running tests but maybe that was the two survivors from sean's group yeah i think i don't think they're smart enough to run tests honestly i don't i don't know if they'd be smart and i don't know i mean it, i wouldn't they don't care enough i guess I, think, I would say I think Marcus is too concerned with, like, self-preservation at this point, that he just wants to keep Michael around mm -hmm. to keep, like, the masses happy so he can keep his charade going on as long as possible. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, maybe he wants the tower folk to show up after all. Or maybe he thinks they have the same traits Michael has. So maybe he's looking for another leader. I don't I don't know. He could be baiting people with Michael. I thought with the radio, maybe... Um, it was far, it, like, it went far enough because they had that amplifying equipment that the tower heard it, but they just didn't have the equipment to respond. Like, that's what I thought. So maybe, like, you know, everyone will come riding in, mm -hmm. like, and save the day eventually when stuff starts getting really, really bad in the colony. Like, the tower folk will show up and, like, save everyone. I think that would be really, that would be really cool. But then, like, zombies will get in and there'll be a huge war. I don't know. It's, I'm just so excited for this. We haven't seen zombies. I know. It's really weird. We haven't. 
I know we have, yeah, you touched on a few things. So, you know, with the tower, like riding in and saving the day, I think that would be awesome. But I know there's hundreds of people at the colony. So, I mean, if maybe if they can get something organized underground at the colony. So like, Hey, when the tower comes, you know, rebel, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know how that would happen. Now there's only a few of them, but what now I'm guessing Michael, if he can get, um, the tower over to the colony and overthrow mm-hmm. Marcus, that sounds like a perfect place to stay. Mm-hmm. Why ever go back to the tower? Stay at the colony if you can run it. The tower was already kind of falling apart anyway. Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's just how, how is that going to happen? You know, that's the theory. That's when you guys, that's one when you bullet. think about it. Like, one it's going to take something one huge. <laughs> so, but, okay. So let, let's talk about that. So you think if, let's say Victor turned around, grew a pair of balls and assassinated Marcus, do you think that would change everything? Or do you think people Victor would... can't do it. He, um, he doesn't have enough, I guess, man enough. He can't, he's not man enough to do it. Like, I think Michael mm-hmm. has to do it. And everybody looks at Michael being strong and mm-hmm. whoever wants to take over has to kill Marcus. So yeah. I think Michael would have to do it. I feel like it can't be that easy, though. There has to be some other sort of consequence. Like, you can't just, I mean, even after, mm-hmm. you know, um, like Hitler died, there still was a lot of cleaning up to do. Right. You know? Yeah, and I don't think Michael has, I mean, people know about him because news travels fast. I mean, he hit a guy in the face with a shovel. Then he caused, <laughs> he caused a ruckus at the bar. <laughs> <A ruckus. laughs> and now this whole broadcast thing. So people know of him, but I don't think they know enough about him to to follow him without worrying about what Marcus is going to do. All right. So I think, I think once Michael establishes somehow this insane reputation, he's going to kill Marcus, and then people are going to be like, oh, hail Michael, blah, blah, blah. But what about the, gate- like, ge- uh, the gatekeeper? Oh, the gatekeeper. Yeah, I, I, don't, I see that guy dying too. He's so crazy. I'm scared of him. I'm really yeah. scared of him. I, I think hope he doesn't kill someone. I think hope. I, don't know. I think hope's going to save everyone. That's that's my. Opinion. <laughs> you think hope? Awesome. Gonna, they're going to put like braille along. <laughs> hope for the win. <laughs> I know. Oh gosh. Oh, next subject. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, so I want to know, Sarah, what do you think about the Maulers? Do you think that there's going to be alliance between the Tower and the Maulers anytime soon? I, I think. The Maulers might deceive the Tower folk into believing mm-hmm. that there could be an alliance, but they'll probably just mm-hmm. end up betraying them in the end, and then the Tower folk are going to be, like, back up against the wall because they're going to have pissed everyone off. And it's just <laughs> going to be a really bad situation. I don't think, like, the Maulers might, for convenience, do it just to, like, if they find out about the colony, because they may have heard the transmission, maybe they'll team with the Tower folk to take over the colony with the full intention of not sharing and taking the colony for themselves. Because I don't yeah. think they're going to... They're not going to want to share it with the nice tower folk. No, I agree. I can't remember. Shoot. Someone posted on the forum and they, they said, and it was a really good idea. She said that, okay, I don't know if it was a he or a she, uh-huh. so I don't want to generalize. I don't want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it this said. forum member, yeah, you know, they said, I doubt that Scratch would be like, okay, yeah, you know, let me go help this girl that killed my brother. Nope. You know, and nope. let me go Oh, I remember her. that post. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, yeah, then we'll split the loot 50-50. I, like, I agree with you. I don't think that's – I think they're going to come into play at one point or another. I don't know when. Just kind of like how I think um, ink or the tattooed colored one will make an appearance because they have that that pin – that password. They have the code on the pin pad on the outside oh, of the Oh, yes, that's oh, right. Point. I forgot all about mm-hmm. that, and he's like, you should take that down. <laughs> Why? 
Yeah. So, Hopefully it won't be like deja vu all over again with like Paul coming up and like, you know, once like Marcus has the colony run and everything and then Paul decides to stop by and Except it would be I like Fernando this time or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So, um, let's see, some notable points. Okay, the dogs can't turn. That's okay. Can we talk about it now? You can. Take the floor. It's all okay. you Okay. Now we've wondered for a while, you know, can animals get infected? Uh we've seen the cat. I believe we've seen mm-hmm. the birds on the behemoth. Um mm-hmm. anything else I'm missing? A lady. Lady, yeah. So obviously <clears throat> now these dogs, which uh from Casey's uh video don't look very menacing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute so people don't know what we're talking about. Casey posted video on the forum of when you when Michael meets Marcus you hear his guard dogs barking. Well that's Casey's dog and there's a video showing Casey capturing that at his house audio. Like it's pretty funny. In his pajamas. Yeah. And, really I'm su- and I am I am supposed to tell everybody that the reason Casey is wearing pajamas was because they're quieter than jeans and he didn't want his jeans to make sounds in the mic. Oh so Which is a blat- it's a blatant lie. No, it's a total lie okay. he's just being a lazy bastard. But it's just kinda of funny. Oh, I see what she said now. Okay, I get it. <laughs> You get it. You're so smart. <laughs> but yeah, it's just we don't see any animals turn. So is that was it engineered only for mm-hmm. um, humans? Now I'm gonna reference like 28 days later. It started with animals, then it went to humans. So mm-hmm. I mean, just it's all different. Like we've seen from past that where lives totally different from any other zombies we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got leathery skin and run fast and they smart they seem like they're growing they smarter freaking cities yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> so we don't know what to expect with this thing mm-hmm. but um i'm guessing having dogs by your side it can tear open a mm-hmm. zombie's throat and you'll be good uh, i was gonna say the zombies would probably still eat animals if given the chance though yeah, yeah, yeah. i would imagine so they just can't turn so i mean that that's is good. that is true. I didn't think about that, but yeah, because we know the animals have been exposed to the virus, like you said, Sarah. Also, because Marcus said that his guard dog tore into a human child. Oof. He did what I could not do, or something. <laughs> something Marcus dramatic. Is so like melodramatic. It's so funny. No, I'm still I'm still on the theory. After I listened to the first chapter, in when my when Michael sees the first zombies, he says that they are covered in scars. So I'm thinking that this virus was made specifically for humans. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my guess. And I I remember reading a forum post somewhere where someone said that, you know, the mm-hmm. really, really smart zombies are some of the scientists who actually worked on it. Right. And were just really, really smart in real life. And Right. Yeah. Bert said that. The smarter you are in life, the smarter you are in death. And I'm thinking <laughs> if they, like, the, the scientist people, if they actually knew something about the virus, like, maybe that would even make them even smarter. Something maybe Inc. was, like, the head either test subject or something I, now, I don't know now test subject i can see because you know he mm-hmm. if everybody doesn't know um he was mentioned what was the third chapter i think third or second or third yeah, yeah on the news broadcast yeah when they tivoed mm-hmm. um they mentioned him being was it insane asylum yeah he, yeah, he was convicted from yeah yeah so i mean obviously he's not one of the scientists but he might have been one of the first Maybe but that's a good theory, though. Test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That maybe, you know, like Bert said when he was on the roof with Angel and Saul, you know, the smarter you are in life, the smarter you are in death. So if you look at their little access passes, passes or badges or whatever they are, that might be a reflection of their zombie brains. Let's see. Um. So and something else notable, we know there are two exits now in the colony. 
Ah, yes. So, I mean, I'm just, you know, not too much to talk about here, but I'm assuming that they're both going to be utilized one way or another. I'd be surprised. Now, Casey would not have planted the keypad being there, correct? I don't think he would have, no. If he wasn't going to use it. So, expect something We're on to you, Casey. We know how you work. (laughs) Three steps ahead of you. Everything he mentions in this freaking series, it's it's useless. You have to, like, dissect every single word, it seems like. And that's why it's so fascinating to go back and listen from the beginning onward. Because you catch things, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Like you said, the leathering skin, like, or no, you said scars. Scars, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you'll notice these things if you go back, and this really, that's what I think makes this so good. It's just mm-hmm. all the attention to detail. Thinking it's three steps yep. ahead of where you're going to write next. Case is just the man with the plan. He is. He is. He truly is. Now look at his ego's going through the roof. We have to stop. <laughs> so, I mean, do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about this episode? Any other theories, thoughts, comments, questions? Any um, idea who was talking at the very end? That's a good question. I listened to it like so many times trying to figure out but i just i couldn't put my finger on it i mean i thought maybe shovel dude that's what i was thinking at first but i have no idea but i'm pretty sure my thought was like michael's down on the holding cells i don't think he's necessarily just gonna get to sit there and just you know twiddle his thumbs for a couple Mm -hmm. hours i'm pretty sure he's gonna get tortured and my thinking is that it's probably Mm -hmm. gonna be gatekeeper because i just see gatekeepers being really really twisted and get pleasure out of doing something like that do you think yeah. uh, Marcus wants Gatekeeper to kind of make it to where Michael's not able to be used again? Like, cause... Oh, well, I don't think he'll take it that far. I'm pretty sure okay. there'll be, like, another buddy down there to make sure Gatekeeper doesn't get too extreme. Because I, I also think Gatekeeper's actually kind of gay. Yeah, Gatekeeper's going to do something messed up to Michael. And I'm really sad about it. I know, because you, know, you know it's coming. and But, like, you know, I know, you know Marcus hasn't used for Michael what that is yet. We don't know. So I don't think anything too drastic will happen to him. Now, I think... Um, is it yeah episode i always get the chapters and the episodes mixed up i think episode three will probably focus on peg's journal that's kind of my guess now yeah because we haven't michael, heard about it yet because michael has her journal right mm-hmm. he I took it think so yeah and, and then i think kelly's in michael's journal all back at their house or their little living quarters so i think we might hear a little more on peg's side oh well well thought well you know that's what they pay me the big bucks for <laughs> Yeah, you sound like Greg now. <laughs> yeah, right. I gotta stop this. Okay, so um, that's chapter nineteen, part two of three. Good episode. Yes. The catalyst. So yes. good. Catalyst. It oh, was very good. Do you want to talk about that? What? what we think catalyst. What it means? You go for it, Stephen. Well, I was looking it up yesterday to find the exact definition. I believe it said bring some, like bring a change to something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, don't quote me on this, please. But um, that's no, okay. You're either gonna sound really smart or really dumb right now, so you better make it. <laughs> you girls are not helping. Stop I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. I'll try to have more faith in you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> this is too much fun. Oh, but it's like so. The catalyst is okay. Go. Um, you got it. Like the catalyst is bring it like a change to something. Bring. Yes. Okay, you got it too. All right, and like Michael, he's going to start a revolution quote-unquote revolution mm-hmm. he's going to do something nobody mm-hmm. else had the balls to do right that's the i wonder if sometimes answer, too but if yeah oh, what if the catalyst oh, also applies to sean maybe i mean i'm sure it does in one way or another but it's just something i thought about yeah hmm. maybe 
Maybe. Sean. Maybe the actual, like, Michael's trans... Not Michael himself, maybe just Michael trans... Is a radio transmission about where the thing is, and there's like, oh, yeah, it's safe down here. Maybe that'll be a catalyst for something. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Because I don't want to just think it's just Michael himself as the catalyst, because I feel like that's kind of the obvious answer. And I feel like Casey is always doing, like you said earlier, the double... The double meaning. So, I mean, while we're kind of on this topic, we have a few things. We can talk about, um, on the forums, let me get this guy's name, Have Crowbar Will Travel. He posted um, a thread saying, hey, what do you guys think, you know, Marcus's rules of the colony was? And then Onslaught posted nine rules. So we can go into that right now, or um, Casey gave me the scoop on some of the chapter's double meanings. So Let's go chapter's double meanings first. Okay. Let me get there. Scoop. Okay. Scoop. (laughs) So we have a few. Um, let's see. We'll start with Eastern Bay. The, the the I can't remember what the chapter actually was, but it has something to do with Eastern Bay. Do you guys oh, remember that one? Um, wasn't that with the Maulers when they first met the yeah. Maulers? Maybe I, I think it say was around seven. Maybe. Yeah, I think that was the one where um, Saul, Bert, and was it Pegs? Liz. Tanker. Liz. Or was it Liz? Oh, was that Liz? I think it was Saul and Liz. Oh, that was Liz. That was Liz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Liz. Yeah. Um, so as Casey said, this was kind of a hard one. It has to do with Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia and Pelican Oh my God, Bay. I know I... where that's at. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. She lives I in Pennsylvania. Live in Pennsylvania, so I've yeah, that's kind of famous up here. It's apparently like super haunted, and all sorts of really really crazy people lived like were condemned there, and like really crazy bad criminals. You got out, Sarah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your I'm number? Your for you. <laughs> Just you wait. <laughs> Your oh. days are numbered, buddy. Oh, no. No, that makes sense, though, because when they drive by the prison or whatever, they're really creeped out by it. So, yeah. you know, if that's, like, the reputation that place has. Yeah. Um, Where do you go when you sleep? That was based off of a song. Casey didn't remember the band that song, <laughs> but it was based off of a song. But I'm going to so mention that it's from a song, but I can't quote it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Out of the Ashes. Now, obviously, the tower was burnt to a crisp Yeah. in that mm-hmm. chapter. But it also kind of represented, you know, a phoenix. Oh, I was going to say that. Rebirth. Yes. Like yep. a rebirth. Getting stuck back together. Um, over the air waves. Now, I didn't know air and waves were separated by a slash between them. I just thought over the airwaves, you know, like airwaves, like radio. But that represents the radio call and the waves of the ocean, which, I mean, is mm-hmm. an obvious one. But if you were thinking, like, airwaves like I was, your light bulb went off. There might be others. So there's... They're referencing to lost. the colony. Is it lost? No, oh. I'm sorry. Aww. They're referencing to the colony and the little ones that were revealed. The other, the other zombies. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Yep. And then No Place Like Home. It was a kind of Wizard of Oz reference, like Emerald City. And then Kelly's quote, which was something like, get you a new arm, get me a bottle of Jack or something, and then get you Foot. a new... yeah. That's a nice little, uh, little thing. It's pretty cool. And cool. It makes you show what to look for now. You, th- once yes. you see the way he's thinking, it makes a little bit more of a game. You, you know what's going to happen in the rest of the series now. Yeah, I know, the, I know the end. I know the end now. Okay, so we will go on to Onslaught's rules, <laughs> Onslaught's rules of Marcus's Tower. This is what he had. Number one, once you're in, you're in. That's good. Number two, that's a good, yep. Yeah. Um, number two, you pull your own weight. Number three, if you're not any good, you leave. Now this one kind of <laughs> this one kind of contradicts with number one, but kind of not. So number one says once you're in, you're in. 
And number three says, if you're not any good, you leave. And by leaving, you're shot in the back. That's kind of what. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to say it. Four, you follow orders. If not, you die. Okay. <laughs> kind of blunt. That's I like it. Five, you hurt someone. We hurt you. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, uh, I like the we. We hurt you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What was, what did the um, supervisor or the guardian say to Michael and Peg? Some, an arm for uh, a face for a neck. or A broken nose equals a broken neck. Um, number six, if you go out too far on a scouting mission, you're not coming back. Ooh. Now, by this, I'm assu- I'm assuming they mean, you know, you go out too far. We're not going to, well, what do you think? Uh, what do you think you meant by danger that? Danger of bringing other people back? Like, or Maybe, telling yeah. people about it? Mm-hmm. I don't think he I means, think if you um, just don't listen, like, we tell you not to go that far, and you still go that far, and we can't get a hold uh, of you through the radio, then we know you didn't listen to us, so we're not going to let you back in because you didn't comply to the rules. That's a good Number seven, no telling of this place. If you do, we'll find you. Oh, do you think that Michael like, might be able to persuade Marcus, or not Marcus, but Victor, to, um, if Victor goes out on another scouting mission, to go all the way to the tower, let them know, bring them back? Ooh. I like that idea. Yeah, I like that one too. I think Victor, we're going to see a lot more of Victor. Uh, let's see. Number eight, no conspiracies, no plans of mutiny, etc., all punishable by death like it and number nine you bring too many people here you're dead now that was before um we found out what had actually happened like mm-hmm. what gatekeeper meant by that so no i think those are pretty solid rules i'm sure if marcus had a list of colony rules it'd be something like that yeah okay now moving on steven let's oh, talk about this we're alive merchandise oh, stuff we're alive swag as uh casey's calling it on the forums casey just recently posted a thread um what Wear Alive merchandise do you want? He's going to let you guys vote on the stuff you want to see that you can buy in the stores. So if you want to see stuff, go see it. Um, some examples. I have the list actually up. So we have a movie-style poster, which is currently in the lead. Second is a map poster. Oh, can I also add, um, you can vote more than once on stuff. So, I mean, it's a poll. Oh, you this can. is a poll, so you can vote for all the stuff you want. If you want everything, just vote for everything, but... You know, uh, a mouse pad, an iPhone cover, stickers, buttons, car decal, bumper stickers. We're alive notebook, action figures, a flower pot, and a we're alive <laughs> towel. Now, I think the, the flower, flower pot, pot is brilliant. Yes, that's hilarious. I don't know why it's not winning because a lot of people are talking about it, but dang, it's so good. I know that is really good. What I said that needed to be on here were sweat bottles with authentic sweat from the. Cast. And I no, I threw that. I shot that down. Oh, I shot life. that down. I'm sorry. That's silly. Did you really? You seriously shot me down? I'm sorry, Britt. But I mean, because I po- I posted it on the forums and I said it'd be a great idea, but apparently that's not happening. <laughs> Thanks. And so Casey is he picking just one of these? Um, he, I guess he'll deem which one's worth investing in, to where he feels mm-hmm. like it will sell. I mean, I guess he's thinking of okay. like that. Um, the Wearlide notebook, I'm definitely getting. Like you know, when you go to oh, the yeah, the sure. website, the first thing you do is a notebook. And if mm-hmm. something like that, now I can take it to school. It'd be so easy to produce. Yes. Too. So make sure, listeners, that you go to zombiepodcast.com slash forum. I think it's under suggestions, and then we're a live swag voting. Yeah. So vote for thoughts. Okay, so talking about more forum stuff, um, we have some contests to wrap up. Before you do the contest, um, let me go ahead and throw in um, Casey. Okay, if you guys don't know, we have a wiki on the forums. 
Um, and we're almost completed. I think we just need really episode descriptions. So if you guys can help us get the episode descriptions, help edit the wiki, uh, which all you need to do is to sign up for an account on the forums and help us fill that. Casey said he will release a map of the actual where live um, area. I think I'm going to go looking for your typos, Stephen, because I'm oh, sure they're thanks. everywhere. <laughs> I got Firefox to correct it. Okay, let's go back to the contest thing. So we, Greg is not here, but I'm continuing without him. So we have a few going on. The zombie growl contest, I'll talk about that first. So we have we have received <laughs> a, a good about 30 emails of people that have sent us, yeah, oh. their top 10 growls of the clip that I had made. So I will be getting a pull up, hopefully in the next couple days or so. We're recording this on, let's say, Thursday. So hopefully by Monday, it'll be up. The top five people that are voted for will get to be, will be inserted into a future episode of Real Life. Which is pretty awesome. That is very, that is very awesome. And I will say, step laugh, that you are a contender. A very good contender. <laughs> Ego. Yours is pretty good. I was impressed. I could tell it was you, though, which was really weird. <laughs> Yeah, that is Sarah. We know each other way too well. I know you too well. Aww, you guys know what you sound <laughs> like a zombies. That's super cute. Um, oh, and then gosh. when Greg Miller is back on, we will do ours. I know we've been putting this off forever, but I can't. I know. What the heck? I want to hear it. And okay, I want to hear while it. While I'm on this subject, we will not be recording an episode next week. I mean, we might, but chances are very slim because I will be heading to Boston on Wednesday, and I have a lot I have to do next week. So it might be the week after that. The second one is the fan art competition. We have given out, I think, two or three t-shirts, and we have a winner for the season one disc set, who is Sebastian, and he was the one that made the art of all the character renditions. Okay, I'm checking it right now. I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's really good. Um, so yeah, so if you're listening, Sebastian, please send an email to we're not dead podcast at gmail.com. What was that email, Sarah? Oh, yeah. Sarah, what was that email? He's calling you out because he started oh. it up last week. <laughs> the We're Not Dead pod- podcast at GMO. Look at that. She didn't she, screw it she up. Got me. She did good. She got me. She did very good. Uh, so there's that. And then we have a new contest, which I am extremely excited to talk about. I don't even know what it is. What is it? What yeah, is we don't it, Brent? No one knows what it is. What is this? Okay, I will tell what you is what this? it is. Okay, so this will be available only to registered members of the forum. I'm one of those. You are, so you'll awesome. be you're golden. So how this is <laughs> we're kind of still tweaking final details, but how this is gonna work is Casey is going to release this the entire script for the first chapter of We're Alive. So people will be able to download that and you can frame it, love it, hug it, do whatever you want. But where the contest comes into place is that we're asking people to recreate a scene from the first chapter. Whereas if that's like a comic oh my god comic video audio flash oh my god oh steven we're all in <laughs> okay let's do Brit, it we need to try to do something oh at PAX. God. or could we could we do this maybe like try it maybe at pax yeah to totally no you that's the thing is it's gonna run for a little while you know because we understand people might need more time to prep or whatever but it's gonna yes. be awesome. I mean, I'm I'm so excited, like, cause you guys, the community is awesome. And they have such good imagination. And I don't know if you saw it earlier today, but someone made a uh, we're alive like movie trailer. Oh, yes. Have you seen that? Yeah, that was really yeah. Wild. That, that was things like that cool. would be cool. Now you can maybe grab a few people from the forums and maybe like do an audio like reenactment of a scene. I would love to see that. Like, mm-hmm. just people 
Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, there's you know, you can have five people in at once, like when Michael, um, Angel, and Saul rescue pigs, and Riley. I mean, that's five people. So I mean, you know, there's yeah, or if you have some local friends, like shoot a video or something. I mean, there's just so much you can do, and the winner, the prize will be assigned um, season one disc set by Casey and Shane, the creators of Real Life. Yes. So let's see what else should I oh um if you're gonna do a video or whatever, it's best if you upload that directly to YouTube and then you can link us to it. Otherwise the form can't handle that kind of files or something. I don't Craziness. Know. Can't yeah. handle the awesomeness of the video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess that pretty much unless you guys have any like questions right off the bat. But by the time hopefully this podcast airs, I'll have a post on the forums about it in a little more details. I don't know when the actual PDF will be available for download, hopefully, by the time this podcast airs, but maybe not. That's just really cool. Like That sounds like so much fun. I'm really, really excited. Yeah. I'm all over this one. Now, see, this I can do. I can't draw, so, I mean, but this I can do, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, that's the thing. Is It's up to your guys' like imagination. You can pretty much do whatever the fuck you want to, which is it's a beautiful thing. So, anyway, yeah. That is that Love context. it. And I'm excited to see what people do with it. So, um, yeah. You better participate. I want to see you do something. Oh, hells yeah. I know Greg and I have a okay. few ideas already, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's don't worry. You're, you, can't, you can't be involved in the We're Not Dead Hosts collaboration. Oh. Don't you even think about it. Good. Yeah. I don't want to. But if you guys have any, like, questions, <laughs> whatever. So jelly. You're jelly, man. So if you guys I'm have so any jelly. questions, you can send um an email to where, Stephen? Uh... We're not dead podcast at gmail.com. Oh, you almost fucked that one up too. I, oh. <laughs> so close. Um, I have some somewhat exciting news that I wish Greg could be here, but he's not. We actually have uh, like five different email addresses now. Thanks to, <laughs> thanks to Casey. We have WND at zombiepodcast.com. We also oh. have we're not dead at zombiepodcast.com. Or you can email me directly at Brit at zombiepodcast.com. Oh, look at you. Look Got at me. I know. I know. Oh, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of a big deal around kind the internet. Kind of a internet. big deal. Sort of. Kind of not. Um, anywho. <laughs> so that, that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover this episode. Um, again, we won't have a podcast episode next week. Like I said, we might, but it's really slim chance. But the week after that, we should have Pegs on with us. Ooh. So that will be. I know Greg. Oh, that's exciting. I know Greg's going to love it. Piggly Wiggly. Absolutely. So if you guys <laughs> have any last minute shout outs, thoughts, criticisms, spare money. Um, I just want to thank you. I'm a really random person to have on. It was really fun and I enjoyed talking with you guys. Was... I do want to pimp out something um, um, about the we finally got a donate button. To where, um, if you donate to Hell the Podcast in five to ten to twenty-five um, dollar increments, ah, increments, um, you get special form perks like you get a your name changes color and you can customize your tags and it's um, a pretty cool way to help the community. If you don't want to get a shirt or disket, disset, just um, little things. If you guys want to go there, just and you can use PayPal. PayPal, yeah. PayPal. So that's super easy. Super easy, instantly done, and it's a really cool way to help and look cool on the site. You stand out. Yeah. Believe me, you stand out when you have it. You stand out. Everyone looks up to you on the yes. forums. And, uh, yeah, I guess we should pimp out. Make sure you listen to We're Alive. Oh, yeah, that, that one. Uh, yeah. 
Without them, wait, what are you talking about? What is that? Uh, you know, you have to wonder how many people start listening to this podcast and then they have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Because <laughs> you know what's happening. <laughs> All right. So for Steven, for me, and for the lovely Sarah, thank you for listening to We're Not Dead, Episode 7, and we're out. Bye.